0: Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard.
1: Okay, good evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening to those of you listening to our live broadcast tonight, February 6, 2018. And hello to those of you listening to an Internet Archive within a few minutes of the show close or rebroadcast some other time. Great you remembered our time, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Time here on Blog Talk Radio. And there is a link on my website. You are listening to Wellness wholeness, and wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard on Blog Talk Radio on the Internet. Now I realize rebroadcasts can be from any program since 2006, all of which were not done here on Blog Talk Radio, uh, so don't be confused when you hear a different station's name. And that lovely melody is in the background of my guest, who you'll find out about in a few minutes minutes. Now, to call into the program, call 619-789-6835. That's 619-789-6535. Or you can send an instant message during the show through the link on the Blog Talk Radio homepage. Now, to find the program without the link in the e-card, enter my name or the name of the program in the Blog Talk Radio search box. Please, any problems with the links, Give me a call after the show at 866-472-6094. Now, for those of you who are new, on this program, we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products and issues, and we do it with the experts. Only try the therapies shared here after consulting with your physician. Now, last Tuesday, we rebroadcast a program with Elizabeth Barker, author of Changed by Chance, um, My Journey of Triumph Over Tragedy. Now, if you missed that show, you can go to my website at www.amtherapies.com, click on the radio. A link to hear the show for remote secure video conference appointments with me, and for general and for general information, call eight six six four seven two six zero nine four. Now, remember, you can purchase an autographed copy of the book I co-authored, Hundred and One Great Ways to Improve Your Health." Uh, you can do that on my site. Uh, now. Uh, Visit www.amtherapies.com or www.wellnesswholenessandwisdom.com to make that wonderful resource a gift to yourself and or a friend. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm Alternative Medi. And don't forget eating right for your type with blood type specific products and new skin supplements and beauty products where beauty and wellness meet technology. Today I'm speaking with Susan Miller astrologer creator of the year ahead 2018 calendar celebrating 22 years uh and and at the end of the program we will discuss the herb borage and the asana halasana now it's time for our wellness news Okay, and as you remember, our resource for our news issue items is a Science Daily. Now, according to Science um this was from uh, earlier this year, uh, January 30th, um, and it's the source is the University of Alberta. Now, the brain acts much differently when we're outdoors compared to when we're inside the lab a new study has found. Um, it happens that When we're doing normal everyday activities like riding a bike, explained Kyle Mathewson, a neuroscientist at University of Alberta's Department of Psychology. Mathewson and his research team put EEG equipment into backpacks and had subjects perform a standard neuroscience task while riding a bike outside. The task involved identifying changes in an otherwise consistent set of stimuli, such as a higher pitch in a series of beep sounds. They had previously performed the same experiment on stationary bikes inside their lab, but in the um, study, the scientists were able to record laboratory quality measurements of brain activity outdoors using portable equipment. Quote, something about being outdoors changes brain activity. End quote, said Joanna Scanlon, a graduate student and lead author on the study. Quote, in addition to dividing attention between the task and riding a bike, we noticed that brain activity associated with sensing and perceiving information was different when outdoors, which may indicate that the brain is compensating for environmental distractions. The study showed that our brains possess process stimuli, possess, process stimuli like sounds and sights differently when we perform the same task outdoors compared to inside a lab. Quote, if we can understand how and what humans are paying attention to in the real world, we can learn more about how our minds work, uh, said, Socia, said Scanlon. We can use that information, she said, to make places more safe like roadways. Continuing the quote, if we want to apply these findings to solve issues in our society, we need to ensure that we understand how the brain works out in the world where humans actually live, work, and play. That's Mathieson. Uh He also added that almost everything we know about the human brain is learned from studies in very tightly controlled environments. Next, the researchers will explore how this effect differs in outdoor environments with varying degrees of distraction, such as quiet paths or busy roadway. Okay. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parsenia Izzard, here on Blog Talk Radio. You, um, you can call in during the program to 619-789-6835 with questions for our guest. And we'll be back with Susan Miller, astrologer, creator of the Year Ahead 2018 calendar, and more.
0: Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation.
1: Yes, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izzard. Now, remember on my sites, www.amtherapies.com and www.wellnesswholenessandwisdom.com, you can preview and purchase the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. Uh, My chapter is Naturopathy. Now, tonight we are talking with Susan Miller astrologer, creator of the year-end 2018 calendar and more. Uh, To call in, call 619-789-6835. Now, Susan, let me just give you a little information about Susan. Uh, Of course, the sound bit doesn't want to stop. But Susan is an internationally known astrologer. For those of you who are not familiar with her, with Her uh, and I know most of you are, a contributing editor to the nine magazines around the world, Uh, the author of the Year Ahead series and the best-selling Planets and Possibilities. Her Astrology Zone is downloaded free by 16.5 million unique readers yearly and considered the most accurate of any astrological forecasts, as well as her widely popular app, Susan Miller's Astrology Zone Daily Horoscope. Now, um, hello, uh, hello, Susan. How are you?
2: Hey. (laughs) That was an interesting study you talked about.
0: You know, in physics,
2: they say when uh, molecules are watched, it's odd, but they behave differently. behave
1: differently, yes. We've had a lot of... You've read
2: those studies. So... Maybe in labs, when people are watched, they behave differently. But they, they do know chaos theory, that molecules act differently when they're observed. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, they don't know why. There's many things, though, in our world that we don't understand. Black holes, wormholes, astrology, we don't know why it works. A lot of people <laughs> think astrology is predestination, but it's not has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the study of cycles of all the planets and when they come in range of a, a geometric uh, aspect, 60 degrees, 120 degrees, 180 degrees, a conjunction. The ancients wrote down what those aspects meant and for every sign it'll be a little different. Okay, well, now you are,
1: ladies and gentlemen, she is ready to go. (laughs) She's skipped through about three or four of the questions I want to ask her, but I'm going to (laughs) slow her down just a second. (laughs) Well, I don't first... want
2: people to think astrology is a religion or anything like oh, that. Oh it's no, no, not. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> That's going to be one of my first questions, so you're going to have plenty of time to give us all of the specifics okay. about it. But first, I want to just get a little personal <laughs> and find out a little bit about what growing up was like for you and where you're from and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing.
2: I was born in New York City, right in Manhattan. Oh, um, my father had an Italian specialty grocery store with imported olive oils and vinegars and and beautiful, you know, sandwich meats and uh, mm. the most beautiful produce in the world. You would approve because <laughs> you're into wellness. Yeah. And he would go to Hunts Point every morning and choose the the produce, and then my uncle, who he's in partners with would do the bookkeeping and that kind of thing because Uncle Charlie was an accountant, a certified public accountant, and together they ran the store. Um, And we lived over the store, Italians like to live together <laughs> And I'm half Italian Half German The German side taught me astrology But the Italian side is passionate And and uh, everybody was on a different floor Of <laughs> this brownstone On 2nd Avenue And 74th Street And that's where I grew up And uh, well now, it was fun Because I knew everybody in the neighborhood Because they came in the store
1: <laughs> Well now what about that upbringing Led you or inspired your interest in astrology?
2: Well, my mom knew astrology. Uh, She had studied it before I was born, before she got married. She studied it for eight years. She didn't want to study it. Her sister talked her into it. And I do want to make the point that no astrologer believes in astrology before they study it. We all Hmm. think, what? That couldn't possibly work (laughs) because it's counterintuitive. But Mm -hmm. so is getting on a piece of metal and flying from New York to L.A. (laughs) Through the (laughs) air, you know, or injecting mold into yourself and getting you well, that's penicillin. There's a lot of things that are counterintuitive. What they're doing now with soldiers, just think about picking up the cup, they say to the soldier who's lost his arm, and they put, you know, prosthesis on him, and he can pick up the cup through thinking. So there's lots of, things in the world that are counterintuitive, that we can't even imagine would work, and it does. We don't know why astrology works. But anyway, okay, well, my now mom studied it, to... yeah, so she knew it, and so the books were in the house. But that's not what led me into astrology. There you go. <laughs> I was born with a terrible birth defect, and hmm. most doctors, even today... If they don't know what's wrong with you, they say it's your fault. Yeah. It must be psychosomatic. <laughs> you must have made it up. And you know what else? I mean, I grew up in hospitals, so I think I'm an authority on this. They, When a man says something, they believe them. But when a woman mm. says it, they're taught to cut in half what we say because they think mm. we're hysterical. And until mm. they see data, they don't believe us. Mm. And... <laughs> um, You know, it's that way, and we have to deal with it, and I try to get as much data as I can when I see a doctor because they tend to – I always seem to have unusual things, and my birth (laughs) defect was so unusual, so unusual. I told him I felt like something sick, like, um, you know, the doctor that I finally chose that didn't make fun of me, who was the chief of staff at the Hospital for Joint Diseases, part of NYU Langone. Mm He was kind to me and listened to me, but he still didn't think it was liquid. And I said, it's liquid. It's thick like chocolate syrup. And it falls into my leg, and I'm in excruciating pain. And it happens once a year, and I'm in bed for eight weeks. And I can't move an inch in the bed. My mother has to change the sheets with me in it, and she has to treat me like nitroglycerin because if the leg twists or anything, I'm screaming with pain. But she knew how to do it. And uh, this went on every year, and often I would get sick on a on a um, a holiday like my birthday or Christmas or Easter Bunny time or some happy occasion. So my mother started putting together the fact that I would get happy and somehow being excited seemed to make it worse. Uh, they finally operated. They found I was bleeding internally at a horrific rate. And it was mainly from the hip to the knee, but I've, I've had 40 blood transfusions in my life. That year I was in the hospital a full year, 11 months. They had to paralyze me from the knee down. I couldn't move my toes or anything. I couldn't feel anything. I had a drop foot. So I gave up high school and studied homeschool. The Board of Education works with kids like that in New York State, wonderful. I sent a teacher to the house um, twice a week. I asked for once a week with math for two hours, and they had they granted me that. I said, I'll teach myself English, because my mom was going to the library all the time and getting classics and going to my high school and finding out what the teachers were recommending and uh, got the textbooks and so forth. My mother really taught me high school. Wow. But I just wanted to know if I'd ever walk again. And meanwhile, over the course of years after that, I was breaking the the thigh bone. And when I broke it the fourth time, I said to him, um, luckily I still had my same doctor. And I said, you have to go in. I can't live like this. I can't travel. I can't go anywhere. I, I broke my thigh bone in my house just walking into my little home office. I heard it snap like a pencil and down I went. And I'd have to be in traction seven months at a time. I mean, I said, I can't live like this. I have children now. And I had to defy the doctors to have children. And I was in the hospital two months after Chrissy was born and in a wheelchair six months. And they said, you can't have any more. I said, I'll be back in three years. I need two children and I have Diana. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, I just started studying astrology to see if all this hard work on learning how to walk again you know, you they start you on a tilt table just to get used to standing upright when it's mm-hmm. vascular and arteries, and then on the parallel bars, but then you were back in surgery and you were back on the tilt table, so it was like Groundhog Day. So I, um, I studied astrology, but my mom didn't want to teach me. She kept saying no. She said a little knowledge is dangerous. And we all know people who become know-it-alls. Like, oh, you're a Scorpio, or oh, you're a Gemini. And, and they say all kinds of weird things that are not true at all. Astrology is very rich and textured and has many layers. She said, either you study 12 years or I'm not going to teach you at all, and you're only 14, so you don't even know what 12 years is. But I did study the 12 years. And before she died, and I miss her every single day, I said, Mom, look what you started. I write for Vogue Japan, W Korea, Tempo in Turkey, Claudia Brazil, Amiga Italy, Esmo to Spain, El Pais newspapers all over South America, Vogue Germany, and Vogue China. I just left InStyle Magazine at Time Incorporated because they just got sold to Meredith Publishing, and the company is going through big transitions, so they're not having contributing editors. I wrote a cover story also for a lot of the time for uh, Grazia, France, and for Elle, Australia. Many people say they're international and they're not. They just make it up. I don't. I can back up. <laughs> well, now, <laughs> a, and my a, website, a Astrology Zone, is read uh, 48% in the U.S. The rest is the rest of the world.
1: So, well, this um, is a, a good yeah, place so. for you to sort of lay the foundation for how you would explain what astrology is? Make like there's a young person yeah. on the who hasn't doesn't really have a clue.
2: Yes. What it mean, is? First how of it all, young millennials say to me, "Oh, I, I'm glad I gave up my religion and embraced astrology." And I said, "One girl said that to me. She was a young reporter, very young, from Newsweek." And I said, "You just put a steel blade through my heart. No mm-hmm. one should give up their religion. Religion teaches you ethics, history." feelings why we're born and where we're going mm. it makes us think it's philosophy we should study the religions of everybody in the world because it's so fascinating i really believe in religion of course some people are fanatical and and that's unfortunate but most of us are are normal you know and we pray mm. and astrology was made by god the whole universe is built built on math and It's amazing how it works, but you have to get in under the hood, so to speak, and tinker with the engine and start seeing the richness of it. I would say if you're skeptical, anybody listening, read my summaries. I write long, detailed monthlies. That's what made me well known. A normal monthly would be about 2,500 words or 3,000 words. That includes the summary. The main part takes me seven hours to write, each sign, so I have to write for about a week at least, and I can only write two a day. The summaries I write two, three, four months ahead, and I don't look at them until I put them together with the top part, and then I read the bottom part and see if I forgot anything. Sometimes I say, oh, my goodness, I did forget, but if there's nowhere to put it and... I don't want to disturb the ribbon and the ripples. And I believe writing is like music. There's a certain music to the sentences. I don't want to disturb it or else it will sound like a piano falling down a flight of stairs. I want it to be lyrical and warm. So sometimes I'll leave it just in the summary, but I'll know that the reader will see it, and that makes me happy. I want to well, help now, them. I just want to be their best friend, that's all. <laughs> well, yes, your
1: your writing is superb and I think that's what makes it all palatable and makes it, you know, a, an enjoyable experience for people. But what is the science? What is the the science behind it? Just give it. I know it's know a lot. Why.
2: They, they do know that when you're born and they cut the cord, that's when your life starts. Some people say to me, oh, I was premature, it doesn't matter. I was cesarean, it doesn't matter. When the oh, yeah. cord is cut, that's when you were supposed to be born. And your rising sign is the sign that was on the eastern horizon as you were being born. If you were born at dawn, when the sun was coming up, then you have the same rising sign as your, as your birthday sun sign. But otherwise, we all have something different. And the rising sign dictates the profession. Time and time again, if if a young person comes to me and says, I am torn between two or three different professions, and I'm not sure. Well, you you have to give yourself time, of course, in college. I mean, you have some leeway to change um, your major. But I will give them a hint of the talent. That's my favorite thing to look at, actually, to look for talent and creativity in a chart because, to me, Creativity is the key to the universe. It's more important than money. If you're creative, the money will come by itself. If you can point to something and say, I made that, I developed that, it's the best feeling in the whole world. And you learn about yourself by making things. You have a certain style that you don't even know you have. (laughs) I didn't know I had a style. (laughs) My readers recognize my writing as someone copies it on their site, they point it out, sure enough they're right. But I, I didn't I didn't know I had a style. Nobody does. Even even the way you dress or or the way you wear your hair. You have a natural style but you didn't think about it. It just seemed to be organic. It just happened because it was an expression of your individuality. And I love that about astrology. Here's, here's a fact that most people don't know, and it's beautiful. No chart will ever be replicated again. You are unique in this universe. Even twins or triplets, which Pharrell just had triplets. I did their little <laughs> charts, the sweet little, little Aquarians, three of them. They're all different because astrology is so excruciatingly mathematical, and Your chart will never be created again in time, space, or geography. So what does that mean? It means that you must sing your song, not the song your professor told you to sing or your parents told you or your husband or wife, but what's in your heart. It's your contribution to the world, and it's necessary. We need it because we need your viewpoint. So you go out there and... Follow your passion, you know.
1: You mentioned chart. Now, a lot of people don't really know what really a chart is. I don't know what that is. is. Ah, yeah. so explain what a chart is.
2: takes the heavens when you look up at night. You lay on the grass and you look up. Imagine a pizza pie superimposed over the heavens. Now, it's superimposed in a very deliberate way. In, it has to correspond with north south east, west, if you take a a pizza pie and you only make four slices, you're going to cut them evenly and they're going to be north south east west, and you have to align the um, what we call the the first house and the seventh house with the eastern and western um, points on the compass, and these define direction, but then you can Cut the other slices very evenly, 30 degrees each. And each piece of that pizza pie rules a different part of life. You have the first house. It's all about you, what you look like, and what you're gravitating to in your profession. Your second house is how you make your money, how you spend your money, what's important to you. If I looked at your American Express bill, (laughs) I would know what's important (laughs) to you. And as you get older, let's say when you're young, I might see some clubs, I might see some movies or some clothes, and then all of a sudden I'm starting to see that you're shopping in in baby stores and buying toys, and, you know, so I see that having a baby was important to you and so forth. The third house is your early childhood, your ability to communicate well and clearly. The ancients felt communication was such an important talent in a person that could be developed that it, it was on the same par as career or money or love or any other part of life. So the third house is communication. The fourth house is home, what it looks like, how you feel about it, and it also rules your parents because they gave you life. The fifth house is your love life, falling in love for the first time or, you know, it's if you broke up in the second time <laughs> it's it's love it's not marriage that's a different house and we'll get to that but the fifth house is love creativity and children pregnancy and birth and the care of of children no matter how old they are although if you want me to look at the first child versus the second child and the third child the first child is the fifth house the, The second child is the seventh house. The third child is the ninth house, and so forth. The sixth house, and then we're still below the horizon of Earth because these are the early things that we learn. That that sixth house is about the the responsibilities we take on as a young person, taking care of a pet, learning that we have to feed our pet, and walk, if it's a dog, walk the dog, and, uh, and treat the animals kindly Uh, it's about um, going to school learning grammar and all the basics so that we can get to a higher platform later when we go to college it's service to others and it's also your health but the first house is your health too which is your vitality but the sixth house is what you do to stay healthy you know do you meditate do you um, go to a nutritionist or You just naturally, you know, bypass processed foods, things like that. Now, the seventh house is opposite the first house. The first house is you. The seventh house is thou. It is your partner. It is the other person that completes you. It is a contractual house. We don't think of marriage as a contract, but it is. And it's also business partnerships we set up. Anytime you have a contract between you and another person, pretty much one-on-one, although there could be three of you, you know, like in a business, um, the, the effort rises or falls on the dedication of the two people to make the partnership work. And that is the seventh house, and that is marriage. The eighth house is opposite the second house. The second house is all about how you earn money. Eighth house is how you make it multiply with investments. It's also legacies like money you get from a will or money you get from an insurance company when you put in a claim or uh, venture capital money or commissions. It tends to come in chunks, like, like a whole lot of money falling out of an airplane in a big bundle chunks okay could be a scholarship it's not money that the other house rules more like salary where you get parsed out every week or every two weeks this is money that comes through the back door you could go on a game show on tv that would be eighth house money now we talked about how the third house you learn how to communicate the ninth house is higher education where the third house is all the way up to high school, but then when you get to the ninth house, it's college and graduate school, and uh, it's it takes everything you've learned to a higher level. It will mm-hmm. publishing. It, it, I'll tell. I should backtrack a teeny bit. It's an informational house where you take information in as a student or give it out as a professor or as a writer in publishing, or as a producer or director in broadcasting, it is mainly also a house of foreign people, foreign places. And you say, wait a minute, why is that in the same house as college? And the ancients, and Plato wrote about this, felt that travel was one of the best ways to learn about the world firsthand. And I think we still agree with that. It's Mm eye-opening when you go to a different culture. Now you're up to the top, top, top of the chart. The 9th and 10th house are right up there where the 11, 12, and 1 is on a clock. They're right at the top. That is the mid heaven.
1: Okay. Hold on a second for me. This is a good point to take a pause. So. Okay. Hold that thought, and we'll okay. be right back. <laughs> Later, <Sure>. folks.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you. Okay, folks, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia our Now, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Alternative Medi. When you go to my site, www.amtherapies.com, or www.wellnesswholenessandwisdom.com, you will find a link for purchasing blood type specific and new skin products. We'll be back with Susan Miller, astrologer, creator of the Year Ahead 2018 calendar, and more. To call in, call 619-789-6835.
0: Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation.
1: Okay, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izard. Now, you can check the websites to see who my guests will be next week, February 13, 14, and 15 of 2018. At the end of the next live program, we will discuss the herb Boswellia and the Asana Ekapada Savagnasana. Now, we are back with Susan Miller astrologer, a creator of the year-ahead calendar, uh, year-ahead, I'm sorry, 2018 calendar and more. And to call into the program, call 619-789-6835. Now, uh, we offer iridology and kinesiology assessments as well as consultations in meditation, nutrition, energy medicine, acupressure, and psychosocial concerns. When appropriate, we offer, which is now all the time, we offer remote services through a secure video conference platform. Call 866-472-6094 for appointments and information. 866-472-6094. Now, we are here with Susan Miller, and she was going through various houses when one's putting Together, a chart, and we left off, I believe, with the tenth house. And you're sharing some very valuable information with everyone. I know they're busy taking notes to the best of their
2: abilities.
1: Um. Oh, just a second. Here we go. The
2: horoscope.
1: Okay, you can you repeat that? Your mic was not live.
2: (laughs) Oh, sorry. The last three um, houses of the horoscope are very important because they're where we give back to society. Ah. Uh, the 10th house um, is honors, awards, achievement, fame. So that's where your career reaches high points. Now, we go through different high points during our lives. We may win an award or, or get a big promotion or a new job. We may start a business or write a, a book that's critically acclaimed. The 10th house is fame, and, and we keep growing within that house. Plato wrote that the 10th the house is where the employer is philosopher king, and he takes care of the people in his employ and is careful to treat them properly. I love that sentiment where the mm. wise leader rises and um, you know, rises to that position of power, but because he deserves it, because he has demonstrated uh, a wisdom in in advancing the company, the, the effort, but also being fair to the workers. I, I just love that. Then the mm-hmm. 11th house is uh, charities, humanitarian efforts that we make, uh, bringing awareness to certain areas of society where people suffer, and we can help them by... By using our energy and working with others, it's always working in a group in the eleventh house. It's also friendships where we we make new friends. They they say that our friends are the family we create, <laughs> and that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a very nice feeling. And then the twelfth house is very mysterious. It is the house of uh, healing. But it's uh, usually through an institution like a hospital or a rehab center uh, is the, the area of the subconscious. My mother used to tell me it's the house of self-undoing at times for certain people. And I remember when I heard that, I said, Mama, that's that's impossible. You're saying people would hurt themselves. They would never do that. And mm. she looked at me with such, such eyes, her big blue eyes, and... You said Susan. All the time, it happens. I said, "Why would they do that?" She said, "Well, sometimes they don't know they're hurting themselves, and other times they do. Like if they're smoking or something like that, but they don't care, or they they have trouble quitting. Mm-hmm. But there are ways to heal, even in those circumstances. And uh, usually, you'd have to go to a, a center, some place where there are medical personnel, reach out for help, and uh, it." It is symbolic of the placenta before we were born, the 12th house, because it's the last house of the wheel before you get to the horizon line where the first house starts. So it's that psychological uh, part of you that if you're trying to create change, you need to get your whole being together and working in unison. If the top layer of your mind says, oh, yes, I want to do it, but the bottom layer doesn't think it can be done or is doubtful. It's not going to happen. You have to get your whole being together toward that goal. And there are people out there that know how to help you, and it's okay to reach out to them. It's, that's why we're all here, to help each other. You know, So that's the 12 houses of the tribe.
1: And what in those houses, or what
2: uh-huh. about I was those glad houses? You asked that. <laughs> well, now we're going to put. This is the stage. Now we're going to put the actors in. There we're going to put in uh, Venus, planet of happiness and beauty, and grace and love. It, she's really in charge of first love. Uh, then there's Mars, action. He's the um, the gas on the stove. You want to make some soup. You have that everything cut up and you've got it in the water and the salt and pepper and all the spices, but nothing will happen unless you have the gas on and, and, uh, or the electricity, depending on your stove, and, <laughs> and Mars is action. And then you have Mercury, the planet of thinking and intellect. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was very shocked when I heard that Venus has nothing to do with ethics. She just wants to have fun. I'm like, I'm horrified. No, she said, well, that's Mercury's job. We can't step on each other's toes. Everybody has their own little job. And, and Mercury thinks about these things and supplies the ethics. Then you have Jupiter, the giver of gifts and luck, the great benefactor. If you've ever seen the nutcracker and the, the uncle comes in and all the children come over to him and he's this big kind of jolly uh, uncle and he has all these presents in his pockets and little gifts and chocolates and the children dance around. That's Jupiter. Jupiter asks for nothing in return. He just wants you to be happy and give you opportunity. Saturn is the opposite. Saturn is the taskmaster. He's more like the ballet master who has the stick. Jump higher. Point your toes. Keep your knees from bending. Elongate your neck. I mean, you're trying to do all these things at once. I don't know how these poor girls do it. Leap higher, leap higher. He brings out the best in you by being tough on you. (laughs) He is the one that teaches us life lessons, but the things you get with Saturn you keep forever. He doesn't have a lot of time. He spends three years with you, and then he moves on. It takes 29 years to go around the sun. So you only get two or three visits from Saturn in a lifetime. Right now, the Capricorns are having a visit from from Saturn. If you've done anything wrong, he kind of pushes you back on the straight and narrow path. He shows you, no, you can't do that. You, <laughs> you can't get away with that. No, 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 no. And he wants mm-hmm. full attention. He doesn't want to hear that you want to go out and have parties. When you have Saturn around, you have to pay attention. <laughs> And then you have Uranus, the planet of change and lightning bolts and surprise. It's all the surprise in our life. Now, sometimes surprise isn't so good. When our accountant says, oh, no, you don't owe 40000 You owe 80000 in taxes. And you're like, what? And we learn to be flexible. We learn to be resourceful. We learn how to go to a bank and borrow the money because it's better to borrow it than and not give it to the government. And, and he, he teaches us, well, it is the planet of genius. Let's put it that way. He takes the, the intellect of Mercury and brings it to a higher level of synthesis into the realm of genius. And, and it's called Uranus is called the higher octave of Mercury. And then you have Neptune that takes the sun of Venus And brings it into a whole other realm, into love so deep and unconditional that you're willing to suppress your ego and your own needs so that the person you love, and it could be a romantic person you love or it could be a child you love, it could be your mother, it could be anybody, a friend, but you want them to be happy and you're willing to sacrifice for yourself. There's always an element of sacrifice in Neptune, but it's always willing. And uh, Neptune also rules all the arts, music, because he played his lyre under the water, and music or sound will travel faster underwater than above water. And then you have Pluto. Pluto is the planet of destruction and rebirth. Sometimes in our lives we go all the way down and... We're all the way on the bottom, and everyone's counted us out, and everyone's walking away. Even in illness, well, she'll never get better. And then Pluto helps us regenerate and rise from the ashes. And we've heard countless times when doctors say, well, this is a miracle. How did this happen? You know, and that's Pluto. Pluto's amazing. So um, those are the modern planets, by the way. You know, in in ancient times when Ptolemy, the great astrologer of Greece, uh, was writing, he didn't know about Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Those are modern planets. Uh, But we look to what happened in world events at the time that they were found, and the community comes together, the astrological community, writes white papers and makes a decision on what that planet rules.
1: Okay, now, so that. now that, that's a point I wanted to touch on, as when they discover or they say such and such a planet is mm-hmm. not really a planet, or here's a new planet, How, what is the impact that that has on? Yeah, well, for example, any. when
2: Pluto was found, it was 1930. See, so these planets that I've mentioned are in our solar system. There's one other that's really far out that takes 500 years to go around the sun. It's called Eros. But it's in Aries right now, and it's um, it's really far out, and they're still doing research on it and writing papers on it. But Pluto was discovered in the early 1930s, and that was the Atomic Age. So um, the community felt, well, it has to do with destruction, but rebirth as well.
0: Mm. And
2: it, it's also a mysterious planet because it rules... Uh, what happens after death and things of that sort. But I want to underscore an astrologer cannot tell you when you're going to die by looking at your chart. Do not fear that. Anybody who thinks they can tell you that they're wrong, they can't. So, so um, you're
1: someone who appro- uh, yeah. uh, deals with this as something that gives you uh, a sense of possibilities, a sense of yes. options versus yes. a prediction.
2: Yes. You have the option... Like, I can tell you, right now, Aries can make a lot of money if it's performance-based, you know, like commission or royalty or a bonus or, or something that's based on performance, or venture capital or getting a line of credit from the bank. They are lucky than a, luckier than a little leprechaun. They can, they're just little money magnets in 2018. Taurus is the sign most likely to get married, Now, if they say, no, 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 I'm already married, oh, then you're going to benefit from your mate. Whether you're a man or a woman, your partner is going to do well, and you're both going to have a happier time, and you'll probably be able to visit one foreign city this year together because uh, Jupiter is always involved with foreign people, foreign places, and that's the aspect I'm looking at. Uh, Gemini, you have a chance to get healthy and find the right doctors and, and methods to, to f- feel comfort and to, to possibly heal. Now, everybody has different things. But when you're sick, and I know what this is like, I guess I've been sick, you mm-hmm. always feel like you're the only one in the whole world that's sick, and you look out the window and everybody's walking toward their job and living life, and you say, oh, they're fine, and it's just me that's not well. Well, that's not true. Everybody has something and, and it could be like Oprah. She had the hole in her heart from her early family life. But everybody has something, you know, so don't feel that you're tickled out. And this is the year that you can get well and find methods to feel better than ever and find a doctor that really understands you. Cancer, one the jackpot. they're the best love aspects. New love, creativity, or having a baby. Most people ask me now, can I have a baby? A lot of women have forgotten to stop working and have a baby. I usually send them to the doctor first. I said, that's a medical question we have to find out. And then I'll give you the best times to try or to have in vitro. Because in vitro is very expensive. It's $25,000. So at least in New York it is, but I think everywhere, because they have to watch you very closely mm-hmm. and uh they see the mother every single week. I mean, you start out thinking, "Oh, it's too expensive," and then you wonder how they do it for twenty five thousand. I mean, it's, it, and they get results. Uh, Leo, the best real estate aspects on the planet. They're going to, if they want to move, they can and get a sunny apartment or house that has a view, and uh, it just makes them so happy. This is the best year to move or to renovate, fix up you are so lucky. This is great. (laughs) Now you've got the the Virgos, this is the year to write your screenplay or your book. You're going to be given a podium and a mic, and people want to hear what you have to say. You could get that article in the Washington Post or a a, a cover story in Vogue (laughs) or get your book (laughs) published and Mm -hmm. and find it on the the bestseller list. Um, Virgo is talented with communication to begin with, so I'm not going to let them off the hook. Now that I know that they have this possibility, I'll be relentless. They must try. And if they say, I'm not ready, I'm not ready because they're perfectionists, I say, it's now or never. Get your treatment out there. Get an agent. Write two chapters. You don't have to write the whole book. Show what you're made of. You're made of more than you think you are. You're too critical of yourself, dear Virgo. Libra? Libra's assigned most likely to buy herself a very expensive designer handbag because she's <laughs> going to make the most money this year. <laughs> Finally, they're saying. Finally. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they have been working under Saturn. Saturn was in their second house and they, for a while back, and they just couldn't get raises, nothing. And now, now they get their reward, and they must speak up. Some, some people feel, oh, it's... If I just am silent and a good worker, they'll reward me. Not necessarily. You have to, you have to <laughs> say you want the raise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people are busy. Your boss is probably involved in something else. Oh, she wants a raise. Well, it will cost me a lot if she leaves because then I have to train someone and they won't be up to her level for a couple of years. So it will be worth it to me to keep her. So that's really what's happening. Uh, Now, you have Scorpio next, and they are the celestial favorite this year. They are the the king and queen of the zodiac. They get carte blanche, whatever they want. They get love, health, career success. They make friends in different fields like uh, ambassadors and professors and businessmen and all walks of life and, and people who will be willing to help them. Uh, This is a very special year. You only get eight of them in your lifetime if you live to 96 because it happens every 12 years. So after this trend leaves on November 8th of this year, it's over for the next 12 years. The seeds you plant now, Scorpio, will grow into big acorn trees, but you won't see it until the next gestation beginning in November and going all the way through 2019 until December 2nd. So get out there. Get your foot in the door to anyone who will see you. Show your ideas. Listen to the feedback. Tweak your ideas. You're going to be doing really well. Sagittarius, I hope you are listening because you're next to get the crown. Just like Miss America hands the crown to the next person and the flowers. (laughs) Well, you're next, but you have to... uh, Clear the, the basket. Empty your basket. If there's things in your life that you would like to uh, change, like uh, you're in an apartment that's too small, don't sign another five-year lease. Sign a one-year lease. You know, And if you have friends that tear you down, distance yourself from those people. Stick around the, the more optimistic people and think about what you'd like to change because you're going to get your chance. Now, in this year, until November, as we get closer to your birthday, the universe may take out some things that have outlived their usefulness, like that too small apartment your landlord says he sold the building. And you're like, and you've been complaining about that apartment forever at work. And then suddenly you have to move and go, I loved that apartment. No, you didn't. You hated it. So it's time to open the basket and allow the universe to bring the new goodies that are coming in November. Capricorn, you had a very good career year last year. Now it's time to socialize. Capricorn says, no, that's a waste of time. No, it's not. Last year you had to write formal reports. This year you have to mix and mingle. You'll hear some very interesting street talk that you can use in your career. Also, your personal growth will come from friends. You will make some wonderful friends among all the new faces around you. And it will be a new experience for Capricorn because they're such hard workers. Aquarius, you have the best aspects for career success. You get the quarter office. You get the big job. (laughs) It's like a big box with a great big bow on it. You earned it. You've worked on this for years, and now it comes. And Pisces, the last sign, foreign people, foreign places, where all the golden nuggets lie. Also, people based far from you. So if you live in New York, people in Austin or in L.A. or in San Francisco, far from where you live. If you're in sales, it's people who are far from you, not in your own city. You also could go back to graduate school, or if you're already in graduate school and you have to defend your thesis, you're going to ace it. It's fantastic. (laughs) It's a wonderful year to publish also or to do a TV show or a podcast or something involving communication. So that's the 12 signs for 2018. You
1: were very you were very shrewd there because you knew there was no way I could interrupt or cut you off during, during all day. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to I didn't want anybody. I didn't want Pisces calling me. Why didn't you let her finish? She didn't get to my side <laughs> Well, I know
2: from experience, your board would light up with angry listeners, so we have to have to cover everybody. It wouldn't be fair. Well, you know,
1: my listeners already want people to
2: be excited. You know.
1: Oh, please. They've already, they already know I've
2: gone over
1: my, I've extended the, the length of the program. Uh, I have to ask you two, <laughs> at least two questions. One is, uh, this is the African American History Month. And is there any book or any astrologer who focuses on group horoscopes? By that I mean, you know, say the horoscope yeah, for America. let me the tell
2: you When my mother was teaching me astrology, sometimes she would be washing dishes. You know, I mean, I would be, I was constantly listening to her, like I was like her little student, like her little pupil following her around the house. And one day she looked at me very sad with her big blue eyes, and she said, Susan, the the black people are ruled by Pisces. And I said, "Why, why is that, Mama? She said they were in chains. They were slaves. Prison is ruled by the 12th house. Remember we were talking about institutions of healing. Well, there's also institutions of suffering, and slavery was that. But Pisces is considered the last sign of the zodiac. You start with Aries as the little baby. Then you get to Taurus, the little toddler that's why they're so sensuous. They put everything in their mouth, or they throw it on the floor. <laughs> or they, they don't have words yet because Gemini gets the words, but a little toddler has to explore the world through their senses. They taste it, they 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 rattle it. They just try to find out about the world through their senses, and and then the the. Um, You go through all the zodiac. Like um, Gemini meets its twin first. That's why it will sisters and brothers. And then in utero they meet their twin. And then they meet the family in Cancer. And then Leo, they go to school and they learn to draw and the teacher puts up their paintings on the walls and and they, they learn the pride in creativity. And then by Virgo, they're learning, oh, I have to, you know, do my homework and. Brush my teeth and and do certain things. Routines have to be done because that's what's expected, and otherwise we won't get <laughs> any further. And and then you know there's you know learning to deal with other people is is Libra to learn to to have a, a partner, and Scorpio to multiply money and. And Sagittarius works with Gemini to get the whole truth and nothing but the truth, put it through seven sieves. Gemini collects the information, but Sagittarius owns the libraries of the world, the keys to the libraries. If he's ever published a book, you know, like Warner Books said to me, how many facts do you have to back up each fact in your book? And I said, one. And they said, go back to the drawing board. You need three. This is serious stuff when you publish a book, they said. This will go into a library and you have to have three sources. So I was learning about that. So, so, but by the time you get to Pisces, which rules you know, the, the whole African-American people and their heritage, it's the last sign of the Zodiac, and therefore the color white, where all the colors come together, and, and it is symbolized by the old man and the cane, the wise man who has been through the cycles of life, who has suffered, and who has the greatest empathy and compassion for others. It's an extremely spiritual sign, Pisces, um, and they know without knowing why. They, uh, They believe. It's called the sign that believes. They don't need the dogma that Sagittarius needs. They know or they don't. You know, they either feel it or they don't. And it is a sign of tremendous compassion and wisdom. So I think it's the best sign to symbolize the African-American experience.
1: Interesting. And
2: no one's ever asked me that, ever. No one's (laughs) asked me that. (laughs) So what is the ruling? Best question. I want to be your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, likewise,
1: I guess then America would be, what, cancer? I don't know, July 4th, is that what Oh, uh,
2: America is cancer. Yes, again, the wheels are turning with you. You are so good at making connections. Nations have birthdays, and Mm -hmm. our birthday is July 4th, 1776. We are cancer. And that's why home and family is so important to Americans. Yeah. I believe we have Sagitt- uh, we have uh, Gemini rising. Rising. <laughs> there is a, a split in the um, in the astrological community. Some people say Sagittarius, some people say Gemini. I'm on the Gemini side, um, but it, it they're both intellectual signs and and happy signs that don't hold grudges and we throw off things as Americans. We don't we don't hold grudges which is a very nice quality i think and we're very okay optimistic. well you,
1: now you you know i want to know what rules africa and what rules um europe
2: <laughs> wow see we have to you are so good you'd be brilliant at astrology. there's a <laughs> book called the book of world charts by um nick campion he's british ah okay it. he spent <laughs> several years in the library. He has a chapter for each country of the world, like Russia or whatever country you want. You can't do a whole continent. You have to look at the date that the the country was born by its charter or its Declaration of Independence, like um, Turkey so you, is October oh, okay. 26th because they call me up all the time, and... Um, and, and Brazil is Virgo, September 7th. Interesting. But you Brilliant. can... Um, <laughs> no, these dates stick in my head. But it's in a book. There's also a book on the United States, on all the um, states.
0: Huh. Like,
2: and, and New York has gone through several charters. It started with cancer. I think the latest one was Aquarius. So it's very interesting to study that. But that's a whole study... It's almost like a doctor and just looks at the body. <laughs> right. And there are some astrologers who only do f- countries in the Middle East. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's you know, really I, I, interesting. You know, because you know, they're looking for skirmishes or possible hotspots. I do people, but <laughs> you're very inspiring. You make me want to – I'm in a hotel room right now in Los Angeles because I'm going to be at the Conscious Life Expo on Sunday. at uh,
1: I'm so two glad o'clock you finally that was like, yeah. Yes, please say that again because uh, that's how I set this up. Because uh, well, they, the Conscious you know, Life Contact. Expo is
2: very nice. It's a big expo of many healers and uh, different type of people. I'm doing a keynote on Sunday, February 11th at 2 o'clock. An hour and a half, and then I'm going to answer questions. When people buy one of my calendars, they can ask me a question, but not like my a question is how about my love, my money, my. You know, <laughs> some people do that. They just talk really fast and put it all in one sentence. But I, no, no, no. I, my head. I'm not a savant. okay. Let me just- In my head. Let me just
1: repeat that. It's February 9th, 10th, and 11th. No, no, 11th. I'm
2: sorry. February
1: 11th. Okay, uh, your Expo day Expo. is
2: the 11th
1: at 2 o'clock. And it's and at it's the LAX
2: early. Expo. Uh, I mean, at the LAX Hotel. Hilton, Hilton, Hilton Hotel. Sorry. It's and a that's the Conscious yeah.
1: ConsciousLifeExpo.com is the website for that. Oh, I'm so yes, glad you... you can
2: read about everybody in there. There's people who've had near-death experiences. Very really interesting.
1: Really quite interesting. a quite a panel. And I want you to know, I was supposed to interview about five people, but because of the how close it was coming, you were the one that I said, well, if I can only do one, let it oh be. My God. <laughs> so, you, you know, like and I'm just, so glad. Oh. I'm just so glad I was able to. Well, I everybody website.
2: will look at my website, astrologyzone.com. But if and they forget, if you yeah. do yeah. SusanMiller.com, it will redirect you. So if somebody okay, doesn't so have she a has pen, the, it's, it's,
1: it's, she, she has the, the calendar, she has a book, she has the app, and she has a... Um, oh, my app on Android
2: on. and on iPhone,
1: and i exactly. on one of the
2: most popular ones. You just have to put yeah. in Susan Miller, and you get a free app. Then, if you want longer dailies, um, it's five dollars for one month, or the better one is fifteen percent off for twelve ninety nine for three months, and you get much longer, and you get all my essays. And uh, like, for example, one of them is there a thirteen sign? No, there isn't. NASA <laughs> didn't talk to the astrologers, and I use science to show them why they're wrong. Oh my goodness! Oh. <laughs> Actually, Pharrell had me on Apple Radio with Neil deGrasse Tyson (laughs) up the planetarium in New York, the Hayden Planetarium. I'm like, oh, thanks, Pharrell. You're going to put me with Neil deGrasse Tyson? But actually, it went really well, and he was very gracious. He's a Libra, and uh, really a lot of fun to talk to, and he knows astrophysics inside out and backwards and makes it digestible for all the rest of us, and he's a lot of fun. So actually, it was, a very good experience, actually.
1: Well, I I hope I can connect with you again, and have you come back because I didn't get through any of all of my questions anywhere <laughs> here. I and love you, to come back
2: with you. you have oh a my goodness! And you're in Pennsylvania, you're not that far from me. I got to make a little trip to see you. <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: Be still my heart.
2: <laughs> that would be wonderful.
1: Um, At this point in the program, I would like you to share with our listeners your final words of wisdom.
2: Okay. Time is the only natural resource we can't get more of. Mm. So it's important that each year we use it to its maximum benefit. I always think of it like going to a fabric store and buying a beautiful piece of silk What will I make of this? Everyone can choose. You have free will. No one will make you do anything you don't want to do. Try new patterns if you've been frustrated. If you can't find love, try a different way of finding love. Change your path. Read my column because I give you ideas. In the end, you are the captain of your life and you can make it happen. You have to believe that you can, even if you've had a tough childhood or are going through a hard time with your unemployment or whatever obstacle could come up, you can overcome it. And then when you do, you'll feel like Jack the Giant Killer, (laughs) and it will help you get more achievements after that.
1: (laughs) Thank you so very much. You have Thank a wonderful you. rest of the evening. And um, again, I'm going to hold you to connecting again sometime in the future.
2: Okay, definitely. Uh, definitely.
1: Okay, okay, we'll
2: put it on the books. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Okay. Be well. Okay. Okay, bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Okay, folks, it is now time for our herb of the day. Today's herb is Borage. And again, this is according to Balk and Balk, my resource for the herbs. Um, uh, borage, the parts used medicinally are the leaves and seeds. Uh, the phytochemicals include beta, I'm sorry, beta-carotene. Um, I'm up here trying to do more than one thing at a time. Um, so, uh, let me see, tannin. Some of the nutrients include calcium, chlorine, I'm sorry, choline, essential fatty acids, iron, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, zinc, vitamins B1, B2, B3, and C. And now for our Asana. Okay, the asana comes to us through Iyengar and today's asana is Halasana and I'm going to share first the um how do they rep- the information from Dr. Shah the, from his book of the therapeutic yoga which is inspired by BKS Iyengar and he says with the Halasana posture uh he has it rated as a difficult posture. Um he says the main steps are To do Salamba Saragasana, uh, release the chin, lock the lower trunk and legs gently to the floor on the head side, bringing arms upward under the legs at the same time. Note, in case the feet do not reach the floor, do half Halasana with the legs resting on a bench or stool of the appropriate height. Raise the trunk higher up to a vertical level by contracting muscles of the thighs and by placing hands in middle of back and lifting it. Release hands and stretch them back in a direction opposite to that of the legs. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, maintain the pose and breathe normally. Exhale and return to Sarvagnasana and then slowly lower the trunk and the legs to the floor. Now, um, in the Ayangar way, book, um, they're doing it without extending the arms up, you know, t- away from the head um, once the posture is completed. But he talks about the benefits of the posture being that it reduces stiffness of shoulders and back, massages abdominal organs, relieves congestion from pelvic organs and gonads, tones endocrine glands, pituitary pineal, thyroid, parathyroid, adrenals, and islets of Langerhans, uh, quiet, quietens the, and rejuvenates the mind, loosens joints of upper and lower extremities, improves circulation to brain, hypothalamus, head and neck. Indications would be stiff, stiffness of back and shoulders, in other words, the symptomology that would inspire you to use um, these this posture, gastrointestinal disorders of liver, liver, spleen, and pancreas, uh, genit genitourinary disorders of urinary bladder, prostate, ovaries, and testes, stress related diseases, diabetes, asthma, and colitis, pituitary, thyroid, and parathyroid disorders, diabetes, mental tension, anxiety, and depression. Again, we don't try any therapies without first consulting with our what our physician. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, folks. Um, that wraps it up for tonight's program. Um, you have been, <clears throat> excuse me. You have been listening. <laughs> You have been listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner, Parthenia Izard at Blog Talk Radio on the Internet. Now, you notice that I'm trying not to use my sound bids as much because sometimes you're not hearing me over the sound beds. So, anyway... Um, to see who my guest will be next week, February 13, 2018, go to my website, www.amtherapies.com or www.wellnesswholenessandwisdom.com. Um, at the end of next week's program, we will disappear Boswellia and the Asana Ekapada Savasana Cycle. So we're going to do that whole cycle. Uh, use a link on my site to listen to the program. Well, we're going to do a whole cycle, but we do one posture at a time starting the cycle next week. Use the link on my site to listen to the program live on your computer, iPod, or cell phone on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, or you can listen through the archive anytime. There is a link for the advertising on the program on my site. You can email inquiries, resumes, and or recordings to consult at am. Therapies.com. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers the public remote video conference consultations. Again, go to www.amtherapies.com or com for my blog to purchase my co-authored book, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, new skin and blood type specific products. I'm also a Your Tango expert, so I have a couple of articles on that website also. Uh, Subscribe to my newsletter. In the newsletter, you would get information about the shows on a weekly basis. Uh, Hear past programs, see the show guest list. And don't forget, to visit Nemacolin Woodland Resort. It is a truly beautiful, all-year-round location. Tell them Parsini has sent you. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom be well.